0: Welcome to Discover Energy Work I'm Richard Wicks and today I have a very special guest it's Christina Rodenbeck and she is amazing Um, you know when you look up at the scars stars scars you look up at the stars at night and actually you're seeing millions of years of movement how amazing that somebody has spent the time thousands of years ago till today to chart these movements and to see what effect they have on us, on our lives, which might sound far fetched to some, but if we think about how uh, solar flares or the, the stages of the moon, how they affect very, very physical things, then it really isn't far fetched at all. Okay, well I hope you enjoyed today. I'm sorry if the sound quality of this intro is not good. I broke my microphone, so I've I'm in the process of getting a new one, and I hope this is wonderful for you. Well, today I am really lucky to have Christina Rodenbeck. Rodenbeck is very much a German name, and i recognized it immediately. And Christina is an astrologer. Now, an astrologer is somebody that you might not have considered is an energy worker you probably looked at your your um, newspaper and you've seen what star sign you are and and you've been told at the beginning of the year but I had an incredible conversation before we started with Christina before Mm -hmm. you know you you came on the show Christina and I'm really excited to talk to you so how are you feeling today
1: I'm feeling pretty good I mean you know we're in lockdown here so Weird, but good. I'm I'm very interested to have this conversation because we've already had a very wandering and wending conversations, haven't we? Which have been quite interesting.
0: I, you know, in a way, that's what I like. Uh, is I like it to go where it wants to go. Um, and I, what I'm what I'm here to uh, to do is, can I give somebody another uh, gateway? or understanding of energy work instead of Mm -hmm. like saying, it's, I don't know, you, you tie a scarf around your head and, and you know, you look into a crystal or, you know, I mean, you're so down to earth. That's one thing I really liked about you straight away as well. You're really down to earth. And yet um, that some of the things you say, I was like, well, that's really, that's really, you're really feeling the, the, the energy there. So what do you, I mean, why, why did you, or how did you become an astrologer? I suppose it's the first question.
1: It's the first question. And it's actually in some ways quite a difficult one to answer yeah. because I have always been interested in the numinous, in the other side, in this stuff. And I remember when I first, the first time I heard about astrology, I was a child. I was about six years old and someone, uh, my dad was a professor um, at a university in Cairo, and he used to bring his students home, and I was about six, and he had a particularly handsome student called Costa Benakis, a Greek guy, and mm. Costa said, I'm a Pisces, uh, and he said, oh, and you're a Pisces too, and I was so thrilled by this, <laughs> and I became quite obsessed with you know, astrology from that day onwards. Obviously, there have been, I don't know if you found this, but there have been ups and downs in yes. my Yes. pursuit of astrology. So, you know, I was very interested as as a child, less interested as a teenager. And then I came back to astrology in my 20s. Hmm. Right.
0: Um, I'm, I'm fascinated a little bit because it's kind of an unusual place to, to be, isn't it, as a child? Was it kind of, I mean, uh, Egypt is the place of really you know the mummy and the pharaohs and the scarab of rebirth and you know it's kind of like an exciting place that there's even like the egyptian book of the dead i mean Mm -hmm. did you have any experience of that or and and you don't have to talk about it because it may be just a bit too out there but but uh, were there any experiences you could talk about
1: well, I will talk about it a bit, which, was, which is that it is an incredible place to grow up. Cairo is an incredible place because it's not just ancient Egypt, but it's the Islamic Egypt, it's Coptic Egypt. So you really do feel that you're living on layers of history, even mm. as a child. You know, you're aware of this um, sense of things being very, 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 very old. And I mm. think that my sense of time was extraordinarily affected by this. So you know, in the morning you might go out mm. to Saqqara, which is the uh, famous pyramids—the not the Giza pyramids, but the pyramids south of Cairo—and um, in the afternoon you might be in the Islamic city, and then then we would be back in our suburb, which was built by uh, it's a British, built by the British in the 1910s. So you're traveling through time by traveling through a city. So you feel this connection with. I felt a very strong connection with history always and with this understanding that people have lived lives. They have um, on the same soil. The other thing that I find when I look back on my childhood about, you know, when I think about history is I think that uh, the awareness that people at that time in Car- in Egypt, I was, this was the 1970s, the, you know, the village people, the farmers and even the gardeners were still doing stuff in exactly the same way that you would see on the ancient Egyptian tombs. So there's this huge Mm. sense of continuity that, as well as turmoil. And, you know, also there, you know, Egypt was at war at part of the time that I was there. So that was quite interesting as well. And I think I talked to you about this. We lived in a very strange house there. Mm. Um, which was a house that was full of sp- ghosts, oh. uh, which were the ghosts of the the previous the previous family, which who had had their house taken by away by the government and given to my dad's university. Hmm. So we were living in a sort of occupied house. It was very strange. Hmm. So I could feel them. You know, I felt them. I heard them.
0: You heard um, them. I mean, talking or, or walking around or close <laughs> walking doors? up and
1: down, walking around every night. Yeah. Um, and because my family is very academic and, uh, skeptical, I mean, pure, purely skeptical. Right. This was very dismissed as the little, you know, slightly fae child interested in all this woo woo stuff. Mm. It was not from, it was not part of the family tradition at all.
0: Right. So so you were the one that heard the walking around, but and they didn't?
1: No, they didn't. It well, was uh, it was all I was always told that I was very imaginative, darling. You know, oh right. Christy has a you know has this incredible imagination. And uh, you know, actually it was it was real. Um yes.
0: yeah. did they shut you I, down, do you think? Or or was it was it kind of a, a little bit or You know, a bit of a put down?
1: I think it was shut down. You know, it was seen as an eccentricity. I mean, it's funny to be considered eccentric already when you're eight or nine years old, but I was considered eccentric. Um, And it was ignored, just not talked about, you know, Hmm. except for being very imaginative. Um, I think it was, it's not, and it's still in, you know, I live in Oxford now, and uh, it's still not considered like a proper thing to do, astrology. right yeah i mean
0: astrology is like um i mean astrology i've always felt it fascinating you know because uh in germany where i lived in germany for many years and they would always talk about you know people would be talking about well what what time of the moon is it you know whether they're going to harvest something um and if you want to um uh, harvest a tree for firewood i think it is then you um you harvest it in a new moon because there's less sap rising, so it'll be drier. And if you mm. want to harvest it for um, uh, having more sap in for whatever reason, I think it's maybe building or whatever, so, so you, then you do it at full moon. But you definitely consider that these planetary, I mean, of course, the moon is, you know, a moon, it's not a planet, but yeah. it, it's um, it has an, an effect. And of course, it, you might say it's like, uh, the Chinese have this feng shui or feng shui, which is the, mm. um, the the physical lay of the land and how it affects the energy flow. Well, of course, mm. from their point of view, yeah, they're interested in how the planets um, mm. are, you know, where they are when you're planning to do something. So that was something that you, you, you studied. I mean, so when did you start to sort of get serious or was there an event? that happened that said okay um yeah i need to do this you know uh
1: yeah but i wish i could say yes there was this moment that i knew because that always makes a better story but i would say like many things in my life it was a gradual actually a gradual realization and that but then so i came back to astrology in my 20s um very uh Quite early on in my twenties, I I had my Saturn return, which is a really important point in anybody's life, which is 20, about 28 years old, when the planet Saturn returns to the point in your, uh, where it was in the sky at the time that you were born. Mm. And this, but for astrologers, this is considered a crucial growing up. This is when you're actually grown up. Up until then, you know, you're you're still uh, progressing. Hmm. Um, well, now you're still progressing through your whole life, but up until then, you're not considered completely adult. Um, and the Saturn return can be very difficult for people, especially hmm. if you've taken a wrong path or if you're hmm. going down a wrong route. Um, now I was aware that I was going down a wrong route that I had been, you know, doing something I wasn't interested in because, you know, needs must, you know, we all have to do something to earn a well, living. You
0: pay the bills, yeah.
1: You've got to pay the bills. Exactly. So I'd been doing a lot of editing and um, working in magazines and things like that. And, but I'd always known, I don't want to do that. Um, And uh, I had a kind of crisis, which was, you know, I'd lost my uh, not lost, but my Saturn return consisted of losing my flat, my boyfriend, my job all in the same week. Oh, right. And yeah.
0: Did you know it was your Saturn (laughs) return?
1: I knew it was my Saturn return, I
0: right. knew this
1: was happening. I knew it was the Saturn return, but I wasn't quite expecting it to be so kind of completely stop. Um And at that point I started to, st- and I, I knew it was my Saturn return. I hadn't really thought, okay, this is going to be a big thing. And it came in and it hit me from the side. Mm. And I thought I have to take this astrology thing seriously, you know, mm. because the timing was exact. Mm. Um, But then I
0: had to, yeah. I'm fascinated because, you know, I, I spend a long time in, in um, Hong Kong and I've been fascinated in Chinese martial arts and the Taoist energy. And they like every 12 years I get, I get my, um, uh, sign comes up. So the dragon reappears and I'm a dragon. And so that's actually a, a difficult year for me, but there are remedies that I can do. I can, Put up certain symbols or keep certain symbols near me and then they were going to protect me. Now, is there anything like that? If you you know, Saturn returns, you go, okay, I'm hanging up a donkey out front outside the front, you know, front door. Well, not
1: sort of in Western astrology, kind of not traditionally. Of course, in Vedic astrology, there is. You could wear a certain gemstone. Mm. You have to be very careful with this stuff. Mm. And I you there are remedies. And my, you know, straightforward this very um kind of western approach i would say my remedy really is to work with the planet not against it Mm, mm. do you know and if you know change is coming you've got to make the change you've got to be with the change or if you know it's time to stand still then you've got to stand still and stop trying to push
0: like judo judo with the with the uh, cosmic forces Uh, and judo by the way means the gentle way
1: Yes. And that's, that's what I would, how, what I would say is instead of trying to fight it, go with it, you know? Um, so for example uh, this year, which is uh, 2020, we'll be having a, a Mars retrograde, which means that when we talk about a retrograde in astrology, it means that a planet appears to go backwards in the sky. It doesn't really, obviously, hmm. um, but it appears to. Um, now the thing to do with the Mars retrograde is nothing. Yeah. Is to not push. And to stop it. And people find this, some people find this very difficult. Of course, mm. for a Pisces or a cancer in your place, this is pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yes. yes <laughs> we just I go all that. yin, you know, yeah. relax. Yeah. It's fine. But that's just a little example, but it, it makes life so much easier. And it so astrology is about getting into this rhythm. One of the things about astrology is about getting into the rhythm of the planets. As you were describing with the moon, that's a rhythm. And all the planets have a cycle. So your 12-year cycle that you just talked about is a Jupiter cycle, okay? Right. That's the planet Jupiter that comes around every 12 years. Mm. And our Western astrology does coincide somewhat with Chinese astrology. When we look at the Jupiter-Saturn cycle, it mm. fits in with the um, cycle of the elements and the, and the animals in China. Mm. There's a 60-year cycle in there as well which we're just coming up to a crunch time with actually in 2020.
0: Crunch. Yes. That doesn't sound good. Crunch. We, you know, well, we I've know been a, body it's a crunch, when, right? when it crunches, you know something's <laughs> gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 what's crunching?
1: Oh, it's going to be, well, we're in the crunch, right? We know oh, that. Oh, I was
0: going to say, uh, what, what about we're, this? We're in the crunch. like. You know, are. it's
1: not, to, we are, we're going through to another, another era you know Uh, i heard it's it's two years of crunch
0: it's a two-year crunch
1: i well i believe that at least uh but actually what we're doing uh, in the big astrological picture is we are going from one uh definite era which started in the early 19th century into a new one yeah so things are really shifting and because we're at the end of this phase which ties in with the chinese stuff um that's a very difficult phase it's like you know when you're giving birth and you're at that it's a very painful moment
0: yeah yeah yes yeah i mean i think everybody can can uh, can relate with that and so um once you once you'd got that jupiter return and we're going back to when you're 27 And then, sorry, Saturn return. I'm talking about the Jupiter return Mm -hmm. with the Chinese Saturn return. (laughs)
1: Jupiter returns are much nicer usually, but not in your case, obviously, because it's a dragon.
0: Well, I did have one that literally the day of Chinese New Year, like the the official day. So there's two, the one that everybody knows and the one that people don't know. The the one that people don't know on that day, just everything turned to poo. Yeah, really (laughs) amazingly. I was like, wow, I've got to take this. At least if I live in Hong Kong and I'm in that morphic field, yeah. I need to take this very seriously. Um, not maybe very seriously. I, I need to pay, pay heed to it. Um, so what 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 did you do? Did you just go and buy a book or did you?
1: It already was because I'm a great reader. And, I, you know, if you want to understand astrology, read books. You know, that's your first thing that you have to do is read a lot because it's a, a, a it's a system of knowledge it's, a, it's not I hate this thing science or art it's not neither of those things you mm. know it's something else it's a system of knowledge or a natu- natural science in the old terms and natural philosophy it's a mm. system of natural philosophy um, mm. so you need, I read a lot, but I was fortunate to live in London where there are some very good astrology schools I went to um, I did a lot of going to lectures in my 30s, 20s, and 30s at the Centre of Psychological astrology, but I really switched track uh, when I had children.
0: Oh, actually.
1: So um, how, how that did
0: that? Was, did you read was, more when you had kids? I mean, I'm I'm thinking no. I think I think because we talk no. already.
1: um, no. I wanted to be at home with my kids. And I thought this is ridiculous. I can't, you know, I need to do what I love. And Mm. my partner said, this is, you know, come on. All you do is talk astrology. You read people's charts. You have to start doing something with this because it's all. And I also felt I had so much knowledge at that point. I thought, well, I have to share it. It's ridiculous. Why do I know all this stuff if I'm not Mm. actually going to share it out? Um, And that's when I started to see people, a lot of people. And as soon as I opened that doorway, speaking of opening doors, but Mm. people just came, you know, so it, it it was a flood of people Mm. um, coming to have their charts read. And I started my blog as well, which is, you know, it's very widely read now.
0: I've got a question because like um, my, uh, I think I talk about this quite a lot. Um, in my a close friend of my family had kidney cysts and she got completely incurable. They, she was told she's got a few years to live and she went to a lady called Betty Shine. Betty Shine died a few years ago, I mean, really like 20 years ago, um, but she got completely cured. Um, and the reaction of my father was, Don't tell anyone, you know, don't tell anybody about this. But Betty wrote a book and the book was called Mind to Mind. It was a wonderful book. And she talks about her journey and she said she 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 learned nutritional hand reading. So she would look at people's hands and she'd be able to see what supplements they according to special, you know, you no know, lines. And I mean, I don't know. All right. Yeah. But she realized I'm
1: looking at my hand now, thinking, God, I wish I could do that.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, anyway, so she 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 said that actually the hands were just a medium. To connect with the energy and she would start to get other information. So now I know it might be, especially as like there's this science of, of astrology, um, but there's also the art of astrology. Do you feel that sometimes you, when you're getting a chart in front of you, that there's a kind of energetic connection where you're starting to just know stuff?
1: Yes, you have to have that. You have to have that because the chart is there the charts in front of you. You need the person with you as well. Hmm. So because what happens is that there's what I would you know is the moment that happens in the moment of astrology is the connection between you, the person you're speaking to, the person you're reading for, the client, and the chart, yeah? And the chart is a map of the their identity of who they are. Um, but it could be interpreted in many multifarious ways. Every mm. planet has multiple meanings. Every aspect has multiple meanings. So there's no way that you can t- do it without intuition um, and without trusting your intuition and without um, you know, letting go of all. So you have to, it's like playing a piano, right? So mm. if you're a really good pianist, you've been practicing and practicing and practicing um, a lot and you've learned all the notes and you can read music and you know how it works, but you can still be a terrible pianist and still have done all that. What you need is that extra spark. And that Mm. is the difference when you're having an astrology reading, you will find, um, that, that there will be, if it's working you as the client will know you'll have a feeling, okay, this is something we've hit something. So, Definitely. And there's also, for me anyway, there's a moment there are several moments, but there is a moment when you can feel yourself suddenly really connect with the person, you know, Mm. and you know that there, there is the story because what you're pulling out of the chart is the story. Yeah. The story of their life. Mm. Uh, One of the many stories, because all of us are made up of not one story, but many, many stories and we have the threads of other people's stories being woven into our story. So to be an astrologer, you need to be a storyteller, a historian, back to this layers of history that I was talking about, a historian, because you're studying a person's history, Mm. you know, and that begins to, when you can start to weave a pattern for them and show them the cloth of their life, it's incredibly enriching for a person. Mm. So there's that. Um, But maybe more, even more to your point, um, there is often a moment in the astrology reading, which um, when, especially when someone's had trauma or something very difficult, where I can actually feel, and this is not something I advertise, but I'll talk to you about it because this is, uh, we're talking about energy work, where you feel another, I can feel another presence in the room. Mm. And it's often, i can feel it you know i can feel it on in my body yeah and i can uh and it's often a an ancestor actually someone's uh you know grandmother something like that will be there um and will have something to say Mm. you know uh but they do it through the astrology and the astrology what the astrology provides is a structure
0: so you won't you won't say oh somebody's there you'll just you'll just I
1: won't, i'll just know unless it's someone who i feel would be comfortable with
0: that yeah i think i think it's probably a good idea
1: you I, know it's not something that because not everybody wants to hear that it's too weird i think um you know it's too it's not necessarily what you've come to an astrologer for mm. you know and also I want to avoid, I have to say having the kind of people who are looking for some kind of psychic reading, which is a different thing as well. As you were saying at the beginning, it's not mystic mag,
0: hmm.
1: but it's there and you can feel it. And it's like the feel the change in energy. Um, and even if there is no very obvious presence like that, cause that I, like I said, is usually with something traumatic. Um, you feel the energy in the room change when the chart reading is coming together. So it's like, like I said, it's like when you're listening to music, when you hear a concert and you can feel that the pianist, the music and the instrument are all working together.
0: Hmm. You know, I'm, um, no, I forget what I'm being reminded of. I'm being reminded of, um, um, talking with a homeopath and it's not, it's not for the discover energy work, uh, podcast, but we were talking about it, and they would say somebody walks in. I don't know they, uh, a a bee sting walked in. That person, that person is a bee sting, or they are uh, arnica. They are. I, fe- I felt their personality walk in because I know the I know the vibe of the remedy so strongly, and then you you start to almost you walk in. You can feel the constellation walk in does that make sense do you feel it's a bit like that
1: it's a little bit like that it's more complex i would say and that is what astrology offers not the horoscope stuff but not the horoscopes in the newspapers but the you know those little bites and what's my sun sign hmm. but what astrology offers is complexity it's yeah. what astrology says is you are a really complex person you're not just your sun sign you're your moon your Venus, Mm. your Mars, this is all different, and it's how those different planets relate to each other. So you're given this opportunity to have an incredibly complex dig around. So, you know, I see people for an hour initially, you know, and we just will scratch the surface. And that hour, and this is the other thing I find incredible about astrology, doing working with people, Mm. is that that hour may be enough, maybe all they needed just to switch them a little bit just to turn something on just to light something up just that hour but other people are down for the serious self-exploration and they will come you know once a month once a week whatever it takes to dig right down through all the layers of the of their chart Mm. and that can be incredibly rewarding for me as a as an astrologer you know it's to have someone who's willing to explore themselves like that
0: so from my, I'm almost reminded of uh, that exploration that happens in uh, psycho, psycho, some psychotherapy approaches. So, have you have you had uh, experiences where people have come and through that self discovery, self experiencing, that they've, you know, they've healed themselves of some. I think that's
1: really the point of astrology is, you know, to know yourself is to heal yourself. Mm. And we were saying just before this podcast started that, you know, you have to do that over and over again, don't you, in life? You don't just heal yourself and then it's fine. You're going to be fantastic for the rest of your life. You do it over and over again. Some of the most rewarding people that I've worked with have actually been psychotherapists themselves. Mm. So they're used to this therapeutic process
0: you know what what i'm thinking when you're saying it is i'm thinking it's, it's it's that same old pattern you know i meditate and then i relax and i can see myself i see the 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 clouds of thoughts drifting past and i no longer uh, identify myself fully with the clouds i say oh it's a cloud i had that cloud and i reacted to it you know mm-hmm. um but i am not that and I am not that belief. That's just something that I've been reacting to. And and the more you get a distance, the more you're able to to feel that you're free. And, and in a way you're saying, oh yeah, and you can do that. You can do that cosmically. You can actually go yeah. well all the way out there. By the way, there was something going by and you thought it was you, but actually it's that. And, and I can imagine that for, for, for that, I'm going to say that clan that connects like that, that, um, mm. uh, that I, I, cause I feel it's like clans. You've got your body workers. So that we, that's my clan. <laughs> I, I have to touch people and or I have to feel energy. You know, it's more yeah. of a manual thing. And then you have, uh, your, uh, I'd say homeopaths who are more cerebral. They're more like, mm. you know, um, into these, uh, these energies. Um, and then, yeah, your astrologers are, are way out there. And I wanted to actually ask you, and I think way out there, uh, one of the people that very much interested me um, in my research as a psychologist, I did my degree in psychology, I'm not a psychotherapist, but um, because I get people saying, oh, Richard, I, f- I want psychotherapy. And I said, well, sorry, I can't help but uh, I might be able to help you with energy work, but not with psychotherapy but one of the guys I studied was a guy called Ingo Swan and Ingo Swan mm. was the guy that developed the remote viewing and, and he had incredible psychic abilities and he helped people develop these abilities, but he would go out and he, he with his mind and he would travel out to different planets and he would literally, uh, journey there in uh, mm. more of a, like a daydream kind of state mm. or a dream, dream state. Um, I'm just curious if somebody like you who's been so interested in the planets, if you've had any, yeah, I'd say, oh, I, I think I can say extraterrestrial, but it sounds a little bit like, you know, we're talking like a UFO alien thing, but I don't necessarily mean that. Just, just really going out there.
1: If, yes. If I, if I, it's, it's, if I want to, you know, but I wouldn't say going to specific planets or anything like that. But I have um, do a daydream st- I don't know what you call it—a sort of got meditation, not really meditation—where I can project myself up there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: out there. And I do. I get what you're saying about this—the energy. You know, different ways of of working with energy. And I certainly feel that each you know, that you need to be able to feel. And this I think is the difference with different astrologers, you know, you get very good astrologers, but you find out they're actually, um, I want to say they're historians of astrology really. Yeah. So they know all about it in the way that an art historian is, is not Mm. an artist.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: um, They know all about it, but they don't know how to do it. And that it's to do with the feels. You know, because you need mm. to be able to feel the energy of what each planet actually feels like. So right mm. now, you know, we're having a lot of Saturn, actually, which is a cold mm. feeling. Or when you're feeling Mars, it's a hot feeling. It's that simple. And if you, you need to be able to let go of your ego, as you know, when you're doing any work like this, the most important thing is to be able to not project onto people. Hmm. not have any ego about it and to let that planet energy come through you or whatever hmm. it is. Um,
0: Fascinating that you say not ego. So, so, I mean, that's a very spiritual thing to say for an astrologer, I would say. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that many astrologers. So I could, <laughs> what an awful thing to say. Bunch. Yeah. So, but that's a very spiritual. I mean, that's a very high, um, high bar. To to let go of your ego. Have you had any experiences where you have let go of your ego? I mean, where you have sort of gone, oh, I know now, I get it.
1: Yes, and I think that that's something that I try and do before a session. Actually, is to try and oh. try and let go because if you're if you bring ego into a session with someone, then you're in danger of projecting your own stuff mm. onto them, onto their chart, and you don't want to do that. You want to just be the channel and just be using your brain with all that information that you've got and that you're synthesizing this stuff and letting it flow out. As soon as you get the ego with astrology, it becomes, it's, it's not as, it doesn't work as well. I mean, if I, when I, I do a lot of writing and I write about astrology that's what my blog is about and a lot of other astrologers read it and there I'm allowed to have a bit of ego. You know, I'm still interpreting the, Planets, but you know, I want the writing to be perfect, and it's a, it's mm. partly about me, you know, or about mm. my ideas, and that's so that's one thing. But the actual interpretation, when you're with a person, you have to let go of the ego, you know.
0: It's, it's something that fascinates me. I mean, I we don't have to hang out, hang on it, but when do you know, or when was your first experience that you let go of the ego? When did you know you were, you know? Can can you think back? Is there an anecdote there,
1: of what of not having any ego, just, not being, just stepping
0: out the ego and going like, "Oh right, it's like this," and then oh, I mean, because I... I can imagine that was like you went, "Got it that yeah. that's what I need to be doing."
1: Yeah, I, do you know, i um, no, I, there's not. I can't think of like a particular moment that that happened. Like I said, it's like um, the it's. I wish I could. I wish I could say, yeah, that is the moment. I thought, no ego. That's it. But it, it's not really. It's just, and also, it's clear to me on an intellectual level too. Do you know? I need to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm quite a cerebral person, I suppose. I would say I do think things through. Mm-hmm. I have, um, you know, for I'm a I'm a for for people who are interested in astrology, I'm a mixture between Pisces mainly and gemini which is a very intellectual sign so i have those two signs working together um a mixture of the of the very logical thought and intuition
0: hmm. interesting but you, you did talk about some gateway moments in your life was it when you had an accident with your heel <laughs> Yeah. Can, can we can it's we bring a, that in? I think we no, can. we can bring it
1: in. I can I just sort of
0: hook it in a little bit with this this topic. I feel. I yeah, feel.
1: yeah. Well, in I tell you a little bit about astrology as well. That there are you know there are different, as you know, there are different planets. They have many different myriad meanings, and there's one uh, object called Chiron, which is named after the healer and teacher of heroes who was a centaur. Mm -hmm. And this planet, you know, this um, asteroid was discovered in the 1970s. And it does seem to have relationship with winding, in my opinion. This is my observation. Anyway, when that planet, and it has a 52 year cycle. Right. So it takes a very long time. The longer the cycle of the planet, the more impact it has when it hits your chart. Okay. So that's a pretty long cycle, anyway, and it probably will come to your son maybe once in your life or twice if you live a really long time.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, it, when it came, anyway, I saw this coming. I thought, oh well, I better be careful, <laughs> um, I, because I'm going to have Chiron on my son. I wonder what that's going to mean. You know, am I become going to become very wise, or is it mm. going to be, you know? am I, I'm going to become a healer or whatever. Hmm. Anyway, actually what happened was that I went to the woods with my children. I swung on a rope for no reason. And I fell very far and I broke my heel. So Hmm. I fell straight down having gone, you know, having made this accident happen myself. Right. So I sincerely believe that. And it was incredibly painful. It was the most painful thing I've experienced. More painful than childbirth. Horrible. I was, you know, I was really crying. And and then I was laid up for weeks. But the actual moment of impact, and well, actually, I went into shock. But when I came out of the shock, it was unbelievably painful. Um, And the heel was, you know, thank God it didn't shatter. Was just, it just broke and stuck. So, this is a combination of Saturn and Chiron actually for astrology. But I, that happened when my kids were very young. And it was when I was beginning to really see a lot, not beginning, but I'd been seeing a lot of clients. But after that happened, that then the floodgates really opened with clients. I suddenly started to see a lot. And I believe that it was it was necessary for me to have that pain, and that brokenness, in order to become a real healer. Yeah. Um. In order to help other people, because yeah. it gave me a real huge understanding and compassion about pain. I mean, there, we talked about this. Uh. More. There was more to this. Um, process, so it wasn't just that broken heel, mm. but there was a broken heel, and it was like I uh, I felt it, and I knew it at that moment there was a shamanic initiation, you know, mm. it was an initiation into this, it's like, okay, you're going to be an astrologer, now we're going to break your heel
0: mm.
1: so now feel the pain, mm. so now you're broken, and you're the cracks are where the light get in, gets in, you know, even if it's, and for Pisces, of course by the way, this is all in Pisces my, Pisces rules the feet Oh. Okay. Yeah. So Chiron and the sun and Pisces, Pisces rules the feet. That's where my crap, my broken bits going to be where the light oh, comes wow. in. Um, oh, wow. ooh, I'm getting, amazing. it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, and I, I did know. It's all that. very
0: moving. I feel it's very moving. I, you know, there's an energy of it. It's just so, it's so moving. I I I, I can't say I just feel like moved by it. It's, it's beautiful and painful and, and compassionate and yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. I mean, I always, <laughs> I always feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm helping people share something that's really very private. Um, and so I well, do feel is. very, I mean, very grateful and I am sure it gives people an insight. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. And I think that it is, I mean, you probably do this as well but you know i i'm always talking about other people's stuff Hmm. i'm not talking about my own stuff um you know i i'm always you know that's my job is other people
0: yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna laugh i just wanted to tell my story so much and i kept on thinking i really want to tell my story and so i went oh wait a minute what's the reverse because <laughs> I'm, I'm a Taoist and Taoists love reversing things. Yeah. yeah. And the reverse is, well, I want to hear other people's stories. That's what I actually want. That will be, that will be, um, probably at least as rewarding as, you know, saying my story and telling my story is yeah. actually hearing other people's story. And, um, and my story, maybe part of my story is hearing other people's story and then sharing their story which then becomes part of somebody else's story. Do you you know what I mean? It's like somebody goes, oh, wow, I've got to go and see an astrologer. I've got to go and see you. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. I've got to, um, now I wonder because I had that accident when I was da, 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 uh, Mm -hmm. at such and such an age. I wonder if that was actually my initiation because things started happening then. And then they, you know, um, Mm -hmm. And I just, you, I just feel, you might
1: not know it's the initiation, you know, that's the thing,
0: right. you know,
1: and that's where something like astrology helps. You say, yeah, actually this was a Chiron transit. This, you know, who is a shaman. Chiron is a shaman in my right. opinion. Um, but what's your, do you relate to that pain thing that I'm talking about the idea of pain and initiation?
0: Well, I mean, um, I, I was, I met somebody today, um, just just going through a crisis and i my own personal crisis was with my daughter um, uh, committing suicide so it was like the worst case scenario um, and i've had i've had more than one crisis but but that was worst case scenario and i feel like um, you can't your life can't go on the way it was going on that that's that's the bottom line it's like so i say a shamanic death i mean i've been i've been into this stuff since i was 24 and mm-hmm. even before sort of 18, I was doing Kung Fu, right. but it's like, I met my Taoist master when I was 24 and it was like, well, that was the beginning of a new life as well. But
1: can I just but, interrupt and say that was a Jupiter return as well?
0: of oh, 24. 24
1: years. Old. Yeah. Yeah. 24 is a really significant age for people for opening up when the path yeah. sometimes opens.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, That was phenomenal for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I met him and two days later, I was, I was feeling energy. I was actually able to feel where sickness was in people's bodies, So I can relate to, you know, you could, you put your hand over the liver and you could feel something and you go, you think you've got a problem with your liver? And five days later, I was feeling it didn't matter where they were in the world. So I was, Mm -hmm. he was going over, over time, space, uh, energetically. And I didn't know any of this. I was thinking it's not possible. It's not real, mm-hmm. but when, um, and of course it went down on its wave, you know, it sort of disappeared as well. So when you say yes. it goes in waves, yeah, it went in waves for me. But, um, when Emma died, um, I, you know, I had, I had, uh, you know, strangest experiences. Um, but, but I think, well, that was four years ago, so that would be 52, I guess. So, Chiron um, return. Sorry.
1: Was it? Yeah, that's your Chiron return. So that's when Chiron, this, pla- this shamanic planet, I think that it, I associate with planet shamans, comes back to the position it was when you were born. It happens once in your life.
0: Ah, around okay. 50,
1: 52.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, so, so exactly. Big, so... Um,
1: something e- very
0: painful. E- I mean... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I like to say, and I'd like to say it because I did a lot of uh, um, being an ab- advocate for mental health and depression and suicide and youth suicide when I was 21. And uh, I like to say, you know, um, it it sort of reconnected me in a lot of, lot of ways and it opened me in a lot of ways, but I also like to say, maybe I'm not over it. Maybe, you know, I, maybe I don't know if this will ever heal properly fully. Well, that's know. the
1: thing that, it, that it, it's not, you see, it, 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 about this kind of wound is that it doesn't ever heal. All you can do is keep it clean. Keep the wound clean. That's my take on it. I,
0: you know? I As I say, like, I, I, I'm so curious because I'm, you know, I'm a Taoist and, uh, I've been to places, uh, when actually after Emma died, I decided, you know, very much like, it's the end of my life as well. What would I like to do before I die? And I went to a temple in South China where the sixth patriarch of Zen, he's a man called Nang, um many years ago, um, had his in, he, he, he started the temple. And, and anyway, he died 1,700 years ago, but his body didn't decompose. He actually was sitting in meditation posture and he's still there. And I wanted to see it and it looks like I I kid you not. He's not, um, he's not a mummy. Like you'd see the Egyptians. He looks like he's just sitting there. He looks, you're looking for him to breathe. You you just can't believe that he looks so perfect. So really it's, it's phenomenal. He looks lacquered or he looks like he's a, he's a model. Um, yeah. And when I I I was there, yeah. Oh, I, 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 well, the thing is, it's not about that because when you get there, you're in the presence of somebody who's transcended something and sort of in a way he transcended death. And I, I I slipped in there to the space between life and death. And I was sitting there and I was okay there. And of course that was, that was an important experience for me um, Mm -hmm. to, to just go there and and sit in that space. But um, yeah, so um, and I, I, I did, go back there a few times uh, mm. because it was just so magical to be in that place. And you could go to the temple. You didn't have to pay anything to, to sleep at the temple. Mm. You just paid a you know a donation and you could mm. spend the night in their dorm. And then uh, they, had, uh, they had this funny thing that you're allowed to get sort of 10 meters. You're about 10 meters from from Puanong. And of mm. course I wanted to get closer. So you, they said, oh, well, you can put flowers on his altar. Um, so you buy the flowers, they're like, you know, a hundred pounds, you know, in, in Chinese yeah. money. It's like, okay, it's for a hundred pounds. You can put flowers on his ultra. I'm like, yeah, okay. I like, I want to, it's worth it. And it mm-hmm. was literally, it, I mean, you could, you could cut the atmosphere. It's, it's beautiful. And I know so many people that live in Hong Kong and they don't even know that this incredible, um, I mean, he, he's the founder of Zen, um, mm-hmm. Uh, Zen Buddhism, you might say, certain mm-hmm. uh, because he he went to Japan. He's very, quite famous, Wayno, and he's mm-hmm. also this uh, Mirror Sutra and everything else. And he's considered a Taoist. He was a big hero of my 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 Taoist master, Lu uh, Jinquan. So um, yeah, yeah, I write a little That's bit of my story there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I can. I think that I can. Uh, the, the other step in my story was that my daughter then became very ill which i think i told you about before you I um, forgot. and i was thinking about how you know the other thing about these initiations is it's often at your weakest point you know your weakness is your children isn't it mm. that's your your most vulnerable point is your children my young daughter became very ill and she's better now thank god but it was four years of fear, you know, and pain.
0: I, I, uh, I wanted to sacrifice it. myself. I wanted it to be me. So that's what I feel you want to say is like, can it be me, please, please can it be me?
1: And that was, the, I actually had that moment. I remember that moment with, mm. uh, uh, you know, I prayed and I said, you know, take me. Um, Instead of, you know, if you're going to take someone, take me. Mm. Because, uh, you know, that was when she was, you know, I I thought she would never get well or she would die. Um, And that changed me forever. I'm a completely different person.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: And I would say that it made me more vulnerable but stronger at the same time. I don't know how else to describe that but and and
0: surrender surrender yeah. abilities to surrender
1: you do just give up you know it's like and that sacrifice is really important i think mm. um speaking of losing the ego you know and it's it's a point that i refer back to occasionally you know um i remind myself of that feeling
0: mm. yeah i mean yeah. It, it, it's an interesting that i mean the whole thing about these uh, challenges which come I, I you know i don't i never like to to think it needed to be like this you know i needed to have this and then part of me says i can see certain signs that say that maybe it did need to be like this maybe you know it's just my um the way I see the world, but I'm, I really can't say I'll ever be able to, uh, see the world differently. You know, I'll I'll always choose to have her alive if I can, you know, but, um, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, um, amazing. Were there any, um, so when with your daughter was, did you, did you go to uh, astrology to see what was going on with her i mean you must know exactly her birthday
1: i did know exactly what was going on with her uh and i just, again i knew something was going to happen because she had pluto which is a very heavy planet uh and difficult planet mm. and has a very slow orbit so it only comes around to certain positions its positions every 100 now 240 years okay so
0: okay so it's,
1: yeah approximately i'm just thinking 1770s was the last time it was where it was is now so when you have something like that a very very strong powerful planet making an opposition to your moon which is what she had mm. it can be dangerous you know uh i wouldn't say this necessarily to the client but you know it's not something you would wish on someone the opposition mm. to the moon um and there were other things as well so she had um, uh, you know, Saturn was opposite her son. So there was dangerous stuff going on. Um, so I w- was, I had been, you know, I was a bit worried about it and, but you know, people often say, astrologers often say, Oh, well, you know, these outer planetary things, they affect children less, not in my experience. Hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, so I knew it was coming and, but I didn't know how it would manifest. You know, I didn't know, oh, well, she will, she will become very, very ill and be in, uh, you know, sleep for, you know, 18 hours a day and, you know, scary, be unable scary. to move. It was scary, scary. Mm. Uh, so I could see the astrology. Mm. One of the things that astrology helped me with was to see that it's a transit. So you mm. know that this was the hit. This is the second hit. But then it goes on, you know. And if you can catch the wave, this was what worried me because what she had was ME, very badly. If you can catch the wave out of there, you know, then then you're going to be probably be okay. So it's catching that wave. And but of course, the fear with astrology for astrology is that you miss the wave, you and know.
0: Emmy, is that uh, I can't remember what it st- uh, stands for, but it's. it's quite- um,
1: Myalgic encephalitis, but also, or chronic fatigue syndrome. Chronic it was,
0: fatigue. So it, it's, yeah. and people don't realize it's, it's, um, I mean, I've had fatigue. It's like you literally, you literally can't get up. You literally can't It's move. like
1: post-viral fatigue, really. You literally can't get up, you know, in some first part of it, uh, you know, and then it, it takes a very long time for some people. And some people never get over it. That was the thing that the, my fear. And some people die. You know, this is not discussed, but there yeah. are deaths on this.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and it, yeah. it's to do. It's an energetic disease. I mean, it's a very strange disease because, it, and it's not wholly recognised. It is now. Um, you know, while she had it, there was a lot of science going on around chronic fatigue, and a lot of proof mm. being found that actually it's a real thing. Um, you know, there's something wrong with your um, energy production in your, it within at a cellular level. Mitochondrium, probably. Yeah, it's a mitochondria problem. So there was a lot of science just coming out. So we were very lucky with that because up till then it was like, oh, yuppie flu, you know, you're, it's in your head. There's something wrong with the family. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of stigma around it, which was another part of this, which are, you must have experienced as well, a stigma around suicide.
0: Nope. Suicide, depression, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and ME people don't, when you have a child with ME, first of all, it wasn't even recognized here in Oxfordshire where I live as a thing that children could have under 14. There's no one who deals with it in the whole county. So I had to go somewhere else to get it properly diagnosed, which yeah. I did. Um, but the stigma was really interesting as well. When I look back on it, you yeah. know, that the people avoiding you because you have a sick child, you know, uh, and what's
0: what's going on there? Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know. I, it, it, for me it was it was kind of weird. Um, the, so the people that that I could connect with were people who were depressed. <laughs> so yeah. like, if they were depressed already, they they didn't feel like they had to make me feel better, which because that wasn't anything that was going to that wasn't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, just some some friends they just like reached out but like a load scuttled like um, scuttled away literally you know what i I was thinking because i'm you know i know a lot of healers and i went out and i said look i'm going to be a bit out of action this has happened and i sent out a whatsapp to 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 the group to to the group of friends and uh it was surprising that i didn't get i'll come over you know, um, mm. but, but I, okay. I actually, uh, in retrospect, I get it. Um, mm. I do understand it. And, and there's a lot of cultural, uh, traditions about when somebody's had a, uh, death in the family, don't visit them because they've mm. got, uh, an energy that's or mm. and the Chinese, like if you, if you're divorced, don't turn up at a wedding. Yeah. Cause you're divorced. Yeah. yeah? Oh Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And don't turn up at any family gatherings because, uh, you know, you might, you, you might infect people with divorce energy or, um, <laughs> yeah. And and then there's... But I
1: think, I agree. I think it was like that here. You know, England, the, I live in England. People would never say it's because they were worried about the sickness energy. That's the truth though. Yeah. They were, you know, it was that, well, is it not, is it catching? Are we going to get at me? But is it, is the bad luck catching,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: And is, also it, what have they done to deserve this bad luck? You know,
0: it, oh, it just, you've got me. Is luck in the, star, in the stars? Is it really in the stars? Do you think?
1: Well, there's fortune and misfortune. Uh, you know, a, a very traditional astrologer would say, uh, yes, some people are lucky, you know, I mean, I think this is also one of the things that astrology teaches you to relax about, you know, some people are really lucky. You know, we know this from real life, you know, someone like, I don't know, just looking at bizarrely Victoria Beckham's chart. She has a conjunction of the two greatest benefits, Venus and Jupiter on the middle mid heaven of her chart. No wonder she's, you know, had a life, a blessed life, you know, Mm. very lucky woman. Some people would say, you know, I think, um, Yeah, so there is luck, but you also make, you know, you work with the planets, you work with what you've got, and there's luck that's given to you on a plate, Mm. and there's luck that you work for, and these two things are considered quite different, you know, there's some, there's the stuff you work for that actually gives you an incredible feeling of satisfaction, and then there's stuff that just sort of arrives, and we both know what the, you know, both are fine. It would be fun if it all arrived, just arrived on a plane. but actually it's the stuff that you have built that's really great.
0: Yeah, mm, fascinating. Do you um I one thing I like to ask my guests is how would you advise somebody to connect? Uh, either become an astrologer if they were interested or, or find an astrologer. Um, yeah. I'm always I, worried I, that there are baddies out there that that might abuse people. And, and I, I, I feel I want to, which of course, you know, there are cults that uh, which use this energy work. So, I mean, it's not like it doesn't exist. It definitely exists, but.
1: Well, I in our we can... world. Yeah. I mean, in our world, a lot of people are in it for the power. Yeah. And it's mm. a funny kind of power. That, you know, not so much with astrology, but with a lot of energy work, you do find people who are on a power trip, yeah. and you definitely want to avoid those people. Uh, uh, First of all, if you want to study astrology, obviously read a lot. There's some great astrology schools these days. You know, there's Kepler Mm -hmm. College in the States. Um, There is the Faculty of Astrology here. And um, there's a very good one online called MISPA, Mercury School of whatever, psychological there's a lot of good ones um and you know one thing that i would recommend if you're looking around is that some of them have just been around longer you know Hmm. so for instance like i don't know how long Kepler college has been around maybe since the 80s but the faculty has been around since the uh i think they started teaching in the 1950s you know so these are long established things and i would definitely look at that um i don't think that you And I think that it helps to um, go to lectures if you have the chance or to be with other people talking astrology. Once you've got your feet in, you know, Mm. and you've uh, done quite a bit of reading and you started pulling up charts and reading them for yourself. Mm. Um, So, yes, I mean, get involved with other astrologers, you know, become part of the astrology community. Mm. Um, even if like me, you're having to do it remotely cause you know, you're at home with your kids and you, you know, I'm not going to all the conferences and stuff, but if you can go to some astrology conferences, mm. um, I think there, are, there's definitely some in Australia. I'm just thinking about your end of the world, but that's oh. even Australia is really far, but there's probably one in Discover Hong Discover
0: energy yeah. work is, is intergalactic. <laughs> any well, aliens bit... listening there we can do
1: <laughs> yeah at the conferences i would go connect with other astrologers you know um that uh, initially i mean not initially initially do that reading you know because you need to get your own ideas uh going first and that you know there's some great books um it's a good one by someone called sue merlin Fairbrother, which is a good beginning astrology book i can't Mm. remember what it's called but that's her name um so what was the second part of the question i've forgotten
0: i've forgotten um uh, (laughs) well how do they find a good astrologer
1: finding a good astrologer oh well that is tricky okay because there are now suddenly astrology is having a moment right okay which it didn't before you know Mm. it was Mm. very um it's you know suddenly become okay again to be an astrologer and there are, so there are many, many astrologers out there and I would love to say, well, just, you know, feel the vibe and you'll be able to tell, but I think it's really hard to tell. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't suggest that someone with like loads of letters after their name or anything is any better than someone else, you know, that having had, because like I was saying, there are a lot of astrologers who are like astrology historians.
0: Right. So
1: they'll, they'll they'll read the chart but they won't have any kind of intuition or instinct about it. Mm. They won't really have that. Or there's a lot as you say, you know, you do have to be a little bit careful. Um, so you know the the you know the the faculty of astrology has a list of astrologers that they have qualified through them, which guarantees that they've actually done a course, but it doesn't guarantee that they're great. Um, there is the organization of professionals, you know, they I, to be honest, you know, all of these things are organizations that people have paid to be part of. So that again, doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's going to be that good. Personally, I would always go on word of mouth. Right. You know, I really would on personal testimonials and recommendations or, Um, you know, the other thing that I I get a lot of clients because they read my blog. So they've read it, they know what they're going to get, what kind of person I am. So they've Mm. looked into my mind, you know, Um, and there are other astrologers who do that. So, you know, and that is a really good way to find out if you're going to like an astrologer is read what they write. Mm. Unfortunately, some really good astrologers don't write that much. You know, I know some excellent ones who are not writers but i just happen to have that's my other skill you know hmm. um so that it, but that is a good way to actually read what they've written um and otherwise i would definitely go with the personal testimonials with fi- finding out from your friends um and you know uh there's uh, i i also i mean my other feeling with astrology this is a little unfair to young much younger astrologers but i do think that it helps to be have a lot of have had a lot of practice so you right. need to be you know a th- you know thousands you need to
0: people. see a thousand people
1: yeah you really do so if you yeah. work out the math on that you need someone who's pretty reasonably mature to have right. actually even gone through that many have had that many clients you know seen that many people right um and that's something that you want and the other the other thing i would say is who do you relate to you know you don't want someone who, you know, you want someone who you, who's going to get you, who's who you're going to relate to, who's going mm. to feel, it doesn't have to be the same, you know, gender as you or the same, anything the same as you, but just someone you can relate to, you know? Mm. And there's a huge difference. I mean, I would say that my, again, my clients, one of the reasons they come to, to me is it's about education and, and cultural references you know? So if you're, you know, if you're someone who never reads a book, don't come see me. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because we're going to be talking a different language. Um, or, you know, if you're the sort of person who's, um, you know, you need someone who's going to have some kind of so, cultural hinge land that might, you can resonate with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be the same. Like, you know, you don't have to both be from, China or Oxford or Australia. That's not the point. But the point is that, that you want someone who's broadly in thinking about the same things as you.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: You know, so they're not talking a different language completely.
0: Right. My, my last question, and, and it might be a question that just goes, nothing happens to it. But, <laughs> nothing but happens. What, what is the weirdest? energy thing that's ever happened to you that you oh, might share God. That, like go well this, uh, I don't ha- I don't have any explanation for this but this really happened um,
1: oh well, you got me with that one I can't think of anything off the you top of my head well that's okay
0: that, that's um, what I feel um, it's like um, I mean I the, the weirdest thing for me was a light turning off and I knew that it had it had turned off through um pk i absolutely knew and i checked and i thought the bulb had gone and everyone checked everything it was just the light had just switched off so pk is a psychokinesis
1: yeah so, whose psychokinesis yours or someone else's no uh it was
0: emma's when she was a kid so my yes. daughter
1: yeah yeah so was she very so she was a sensitive person then
0: yeah, she was. Yeah. She is. Yeah. She is. Uh, you know, I tend to talk in the present. We always talk in the present. Yeah. I feel
1: that my mother died a couple of years ago, and um, she's here with me all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot. In fact, I mean, that's not a weird thing. I, cause it, you, weirdest, not at all. To me, it seemed very natural. But when she died, I was crying. And... Um, I felt her come to me and stroke me. I literally felt that. It was very nice. Mm
0: -hmm. Look, thank you so much for sharing your stories.
1: Yeah. I hope that we have, uh, you know, I think we've we've covered the ground, haven't we? It was really (laughs) nice to talk to you. Pleasure. You need to send me your uh, birth details sometime.
0: So you'll be glad to know that I did send uh, Christina my uh, birth details and I can just say she's really fantastic at what she does. It was a really great pleasure talking to her and I felt like it was somebody that really knew me on a very deep level um, and uh, it was was very profound. And I didn't know my birth time and um, she did something that allow her to make that assumption so i'm i'm very very grateful so thank you christina again i'm i know it's over guys i really hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as i enjoy making it and uh, please subscribe please share with your friends um let people know about um you know the kind of things that that are possible and Discover energy work.